You're listening to Hardwired with Jeff Wickwire. Here's what's coming up in today's edition. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. Now, I want you to notice what Jesus said. He has risen from the dead. He's resurrected. The first Easter has happened. He's about to ascend into the clouds and leave the disciples to carry his message to the world. Jesus is risen. In our world today, there are many misconceptions about who Jesus was and what he did. Some say he was merely a good man, while others say that he's dead. Today, Pastor Jeff explains that if you want to get rid of the things that you hate about yourself and move on from your hangups, give your heart to the Lord. He has always known you and wants to be right by your side in everything you do. Let the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross save you from the pain of this world. Well, let's join Pastor Jeff in the book of Mark chapter 16 as he begins his message, the final chapter, Last Things Last. Mark 16, let's look at uh, two of the most controversial statements of Jesus. And boy, these verses have caused uh, no small stir, particularly in denominational circles. But here it is. He's about to ascend into heaven. It's the, the end of the book of Mark. And Jesus says, these are some of the signs that will accompany believers. How many of you in here are believers? Okay, so I'm not talking about the official clergy, all right? says, they will throw out demons in my name. They'll speak in new tongues. They will take snakes in their hands. I'm going to explain that. They will drink poison and not be hurt. They will lay hands on the sick and make them well. Father, thank you for your word and for the difference between power and authority. And thank you for what you left us in Jesus' mighty name. Now, will you breathe a prayer and say, Lord, speak to me. In Jesus' name, amen. This is going to speak to you. This is so powerful here. And, you know, I've looked at this through the years, these verses right here, because these are the dinner bell verses for what we call charismatic Pentecostal believers who believe that the gifts are for today. And I'm one of those. I believe the gifts are for today. I think it's ludicrous that the gifts of the Spirit passed away with the first century as if we weren't going to need them anymore. I mean, how many of you can say, I, we, we need the gifts today? But there's real controversy about this. And of course, as with all things that Jesus taught, these verses have been misunderstood, misconstrued, mistaught, so that people have actually brought snakes into their services, rattlesnakes, have played with them and, and uh, you know, tempted them and, and uh, gotten bitten in church and said, well, I'm not going to die and have sort of tempted fate and tempted that poison. Never comes that if you ever see me bring a snake in here, don't drink the Kool-Aid, head straight for the door. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. But now, isn't it amazing how that what Jesus taught can be so easily misunderstood? He didn't literally mean if your eye offends you, pluck it out. He didn't literally mean if your hand offends you, cut it off. If somebody slaps you, turn to them the other cheek and let them hit you again. 
he was talking about the expression of a kingdom heart. Now here, he does not mean that we are to fool with poison, to drink it to prove that we have faith, and we're not to play with rattlesnakes in our services to prove we have faith. Jesus uh, introduces here a concept that is totally unique to the people that were hearing him when they did. And here was the concept, and I want you to catch this, in my name. That was the concept, totally unique. In my name, you're going to cast out devils, you're going to lay hands on the sick, and they're going to recover. In my name. Now that introduced a thought and a concept that they had never heard. What in the Old Testament? Now they may have prayed in the name of God, they did pray to God, and they went into battle after seeking God, but you never see people in the Old Testament facing an enemy and saying, in the name of God. This whole thing of in my name is totally unique so that when Jesus said it, I think they were scratching their heads. I think they were going, what in the world do you mean by that? In your name, what does that mean? Now, to really understand uh, how his name is used, what does it mean in my name? You will this and that and the other. Two concepts. The first one is authority. Authority. And what we call, in legal terms, the power of attorney. Now, I want you to catch these. Authority and the power of attorney. These are the two concepts we've got to understand if we're going to understand using the name of Jesus. Now, turn to Matthew 28, 18 to 20, and let me just real quickly read to you something very familiar to all of us. It's the Great Commission. I want you to listen to the words of Jesus, Matthew 28, 18 to 20. I hope you brought your Bible. Don't come to church without it. Take your sword with you everywhere you go. Matthew 28, 18, Jesus came and spoke to them saying, watch this now, all authority is given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. Now, I want you to notice what Jesus said. He has risen from the dead. He's resurrected. The first Easter has happened. He's about to ascend into the clouds and leave the disciples to carry his message to the world. And here's what he tells them about himself. I have received all authority in heaven and in earth. And I could add to that, and under the earth. All authority has been given to me. Now, when I read that, you know I'm a word guy. I think words are filled with and loaded with meaning. And I wanna know what he meant. Because he said, because I have all authority, I'm sending you in my name. Every believer has been sent in his name into the world. Not just the clergy, not just the Billy Grahams. You as a believer have been sent in his name because he was given all authority. Can you say with me, I'm sent? Amen. You are sent, you're called, you're sent, you're commissioned, you're anointed, you're appointed. You are. And my calling is to convince you of that. 
So you better believe me when I tell you you're called. Now, there's a big difference between power and authority. There is a real difference. Now, I'm going to tell you the difference. Here it is. Power, when, 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 um, when it says Jesus gave them power to cast out devils, that word, power, it comes from, from a Greek word, dunamis. And that word means to have the ability to do something. For instance, uh, if I'm in a gym and there's a 100-pound barbell right here, and I have the strength to pick it up and put it over my head, I had power. Power means the ability to do something. I am able. I'm capable. That's power. Okay? Authority is very different from power. Authority means to act on behalf of someone else. That's authority. To be entrusted with power that is not yours. See, if I can pick up that weight, that's power I have. But if I can't pick it up and God comes in and powers me to do it, that's something very, very different. Now listen carefully. To be able to do something is one thing, but to be sent by someone else in their stead to do something in their name and in their place is authority. Authority means not having the power of you, but it means having power entrusted to you. So that if I send you, like right now, to, to go out there in that foyer and say to Pastor Ray, Pastor Jeff wants you in the sanctuary right now. He wants you to come in here. Now, if you went out there on your own and you said, Ray, I would like for you to come into the sanctuary right now, he would look at you like a deer stares at headlights. And you know what? He wouldn't come in here. But if you went out there and said, Pastor Jeff sent me, to tell you to come into the sanctuary, he wants you to share, he's gonna drop everything and he's gonna come in here. You know why? Because you went in my name. You went in my name. Now here's the deal, when you got saved, Jesus said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. I hold authority over the entire universe. And guess what? I'm sending you in my name to go out into that world and tell them about me. You're being sent in my name. You're not going by yourself. You're going in my name. You know what that means? That means you go with power that is not of you or from you. But you're going with the power and the authority of the one who sent you. That gives you something beyond yourself. Now, follow me with this. We really need to get this because I want you to understand who you are in God. Now, I think the best example is a football field. Now, and I've shared this before, but I can't think of a better one. It's just such a good example. You watch a football game, you see these 300-pound brutes out there, these monsters who could kill you just by doing that, could run over you and kill you. You know what they have? They have power. They have power on the field. And you know what? They're out there in their power. 
When they tackle, they do it because they have the power. When they throw, it's because they have the power. There are these huge brutes on the field, but I've watched it a million times and so have you. They can do something wrong and a little bitty fella, about five foot two with a pop belly in a striped suit, walks up to one of these brutes and says, stop. And they stop. You know why? Because authority confronted power. I want you to catch this now. Why does that big brute stop? Because he's sure not afraid of this little fella in the striped suit. Personally, he could kill him. He could wipe him out in the bat of an eye. But what stops the brute? What stops the power? Authority. Because that guy in the striped suit is standing there in the name of the NFL. He's representing something bigger than him, stronger than him, with far greater authority. And the NFL has sent him there to exercise authority. Are y'all with me now? So he gets out there in his little striped suit, little bitty fellow, you could throw him like a basketball, some of them. And he blows that whistle and all of these big brutes with all the power come to a screeching halt. They may get it in his face and scream. They may not like what he says, but they always back off. You know why? Because authority trumps power. Authority trumps power. Power always submits to authority. Power has got to submit to authority. So I want you to say something to me. Authority is greater than power. So if you've got a choice to have power or authority, let me tell you what you want. Authority. Behind that little referee is authority of the entire NFL and beyond that, the police. So if one of those guys hauled off and hit him, they just hit the NFL. And they just hit the police, and they just hit the law so that all the authority behind that little man comes to bear on the brute with the power. Now, Jesus said, I've been given all authority in heaven and earth. You know what that means? Anything in the universe I tell to stop, it's got to stop. Anything on earth that I bring a word to, it has got to submit. Do you know the Bible says in the book of Colossians that the very atomic structure of the universe is held together by the power of Jesus' word? Did you know that? The entire atomic structure that holds all matter together is, co is, is cohesing, is, is sticking, is remaining intact because the power of Christ is holding it. That's what Colossians says. When he said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth, he meant it. He has power and authority over every person, over every demon, every angel, every animate and inanimate object. He has total authority. Now, this is powerful stuff, y'all. That's why it says in the end of time, the elements are going to melt with a fervent heat. And this world, as we know it, is going to burn up. You know why? Because he's going to speak it. I don't think we realize how powerful our Jesus really is. I think if we really had a revelation right now of how mighty and how powerful Jesus Christ is, we'd be in a stupor, in a state of shock. 
the worlds are being held together by him. And Jesus said, since I have all authority in heaven and earth, now I'm sending you in my name. Now, why does that matter? Because the name is just like if you went out there in my name and said, Ray, come in. My name is what would bring him in. When you go out in the name of Jesus, you're going out in a name that has all authority over everything. We've got to get this, y'all. The devil doesn't want you to know this. Your enemy doesn't want you to understand this at all. Behind the name of Jesus stands all the authority of God. Behind that name. It's not a normal name. There's no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. It's not a normal name. It is loaded with power. It is charged with authority. Jesus said in Mark 3, 14, it says, then he appointed 12 that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach and to have authority to heal sicknesses and cast out devils. Now, here's the idea. If you're going out there alone, then you're going out there in your own power. You've got dunamis, but you don't have authority. So you're going to get whatever you can get done in your own power, and that's where it will begin, and that's where it will end. But if you're sent by somebody with greater authority than you, and they send you to go in their name, you've got all of the authority behind the person who sent you. So we need to be sent. The seven sons of Sceva found this out. They watched Paul casting out devils, and they said, we can do that. So they got a demon-possessed guy in their house, and they said, in the name of Jesus, who Paul preaches, dead giveaway. They didn't know Jesus. They just thought, well, that's kind of cool. He cast out devils. We'll do it too. And it says that those devils inside that man rose up and totally attacked these seven men, one guy full of demons, and these seven sons of Sceva ran out of the house naked and terrified. You know what happened? They weren't sent. They weren't sent. Jesus said, here's the way it works. When I have sent you, anybody who receives you receives me. And he who receives me receives the one who sent me. Because we're talking now, folks, about the whole concept of being sent with authority. Jesus said, go therefore in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and I want you to go in my name. It means that you and I have the power of attorney. And power of attorney authorizes somebody to legally act on behalf of someone else. You have been sent and I've been sent with the power of attorney. And what doors God wants open for us must open, not because of us, but because of the one who sent us. When we uh, come up against an enemy who means to harm us, they've got to submit to the name of Jesus because we have been sent. Behind you stands all the authority that would be there if Jesus were there personally. You've been sent. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, you're sent. Well, that was just overwhelming. Let's try it again. Turn to your other neighbor and say, you have been sent. <laughs> Amen. So Jesus has told us that he has all authority in heaven and earth, and he has given his people power of attorney to go out there 
in his name. Now you look at what Jesus did. It says he went about everywhere doing good and healing everybody who was oppressed of the devil. That's what he did. So what do you think we're to do? We're to go about everywhere doing good and praying for people to be delivered and watching them delivered from the power of the devil, from the oppression of the devil. We see it every week. Sunday morning, we had 25 people join the church, but we had several people come to Christ. And I watched satanic assignments canceled in the altar. That's right. See, we got to get it in our minds that he has sent us with authority because he's got it all to go in his name as his representative and see people delivered from the oppression of the devil. Those who believe. You don't have to be a scholar. You don't have to be educated. You don't have to be pretty or handsome or smart. Just believe. Amen. I'm going to get this CD myself, and I'm going to listen to it on the way home, because we need to hear this stuff. You know, we're always walking around, oh, you know, the devil's whipping me and beating me up. Let me tell you something. He has given us authority over all the power of the enemy through his name. So we have been sent as his representatives with power of attorney. And when his name is used, all of heaven stands behind it, just like the NFL would stand behind that referee. Powerful. The disciples understood this. They understood authority and they understood the power of attorney. In Acts 3, 6, I think it was Peter and James were uh, going to uh, pray and they passed through a gate and they saw a lame man on the way. He held out his palm and he asked for an alm. And this is what Peter did say. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give you in the name of Jesus. Get up and walk. And he went walking and leaping and praising God and walking and leaping and praising God. In the name of Jesus Christ, he went walking and leaping and praising God. Now, how did that happen? It happened in the name, in the name. Peter was letting him know, you know what? In and of myself, I only have power, dunamis. I can do so much. But in the name of Jesus, when I come to you in authority, having been sent, I've got more than me. So when I use that name, just like when that ref blows that whistle, why does the guy stop? Because the whole NFL is standing behind that whistle. Why does a devil have to bow to the name? Because all of heaven stands behind that name. Powerful. When the crowd went wild over this, when this man was healed, here's what Peter said about it. He said, Jesus' name and through faith in his name has made this man whole. It wasn't us. It was the name and faith in that name that made this man whole. Not only did the disciples understand this authority, this concept, but so did the Pharisees and the scribes who asked Peter, they said, by what power or by what name have you done this? Because they were being, uh, they had to figure out a way to explain this away. They said, how did you do this? And Peter answered, 
and said, by the name of Jesus Christ, this man stands before you whole. As Christians, one of the most polarizing topics is spiritual giftings. Some believers don't want to go anywhere near it, while others focus entirely too much on it. In today's Word, Pastor Jeff taught you how to have a healthy balance of spiritual giftings in your life. God created them to be used and wants you to set the world on fire in His name. Don't sell yourself short and experience the full spectrum of your faith. Never cease to seek after the perfect giftings from God. Here's Diane with some more info about Hardwired. If you have questions or comments about what you've heard today, we'd like to know. You can call or text us at the following number and share your thoughts. That number to text is 817-484-4767. Once again, that's 817-484-4767. Thanks for being a part of this ministry and helping it continue to be an encouraging and uplifting resource for you and others. Now I'll hand it back to Daniel as he gives a preview of what's next. In your faith journey, when's the last time you truly made a difference in the name of the Lord? It's one thing to have Him in your life, but it's something completely different to be an agent of change for the gospel. It's not enough to coast in your comfort, step out in faith, and turn hearts for the kingdom. Next time, Pastor Jeff explains that you'll never experience the fullness of your faith if you're not bringing His love into the world. Act under God's authority in everything. That's all we have for today's edition of Hardwired with Jeff Wickwire. If you'd like a copy of today's message, you can download it from our website, hardwired.org. Be sure to tune in again as Pastor Jeff continues teaching through the book of Mark next time on Hardwired.